Welcome back to Uneducated, the show where we feel dumb so you don't have to. I'm your host, Cammie Scott. <laughs> Did you like that? That's cute. I've never heard it. I don't, yeah, I love it. I'm into it. And right now you are hearing the voice of Teddy Surge, one half of the duo who founded Girl Powerful, a youth empowerment nonprofit designed to give female youth the tools to build a strong sense of self. That's right. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm so excited to get into it. I know that your nonprofit focus on the youth, but we're going to mm -hmm. talk about self-esteem at any age because that's something that sadly we are lacking in our society and it starts young, but a lot of us didn't have something like your nonprofit when we were growing up. So we are kind of lacking in those skill sets. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there hasn't been a conversation that I've told people what Girl Powerful does and the feedback was, I wish I had that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just hit the nail on the head by saying that. And I think when we all take a step back and reflect on our childhood, there's beautiful moments. And then there's moments where you're like, man, I wish someone was there to teach me, you know, not to eat bagels 24 seven, you're gonna, <laughs> you know, your body's not gonna like that very much. And like, feelings like we love to talk about feelings so mm -hmm. i yeah i think you hit the nail on the head by saying like we wish we had these tools when we were younger and it's not too late so that's Absolutely. kind of where we we live too we like to help the youth eight through 14 is like our our sweet spot with the girls but then sony and i also run women's circles and it's really important to help heal the people that didn't have it and just like encourage them to go on that self-love journey and design the life that they want and feel good about themselves and you know build your self-esteem because life's not easy and if you don't have the tools to you know practice positive self-talk which i think is a big part of what we're going to talk about today um yeah life can just get you down and you have to be your own like cheerleader and that's what positive self-talk can do Totally. And I also feel like when an adult doesn't have that positive self-talk, they reflect that into their kids and youth around them. So it's kind of just this cycle that becomes really hard to get off of. So you guys are helping us all take a step off of that cycle, which is amazing. Yeah. I think that being a positive role model as a parent, as a teacher, as an influencer, model, actress, anyone with a platform, I think it's so important to show how you're living your best life in an authentic way and role modeling positive behavior with your friend group when you're just walking on the street and someone you don't know can see what you're doing like small things like pick up your dog's poop like that's like <laughs> that's like it's like you're who you are when no one's watching right exactly yes so we all need to make sure that we realize that the kids are watching and so i mean by uplifting women of all ages and people of all ages we're healing the world and we're role modeling together and then sonia and i's job isn't as hard right with all of you in the streets taking care of yourselves mentally physically in a spiritual way too and then we can be like a real community of humankind on earth yeah completely the more people you help like you said the easier jo your job's gonna be because then everyone's just getting on board right Okay, before we get educated on self-esteem, let's get a little uneducated. It's time sure. for the trivia question. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, 
What if I get it? What if I get it right? Then uh, amazing. Congrats. Has that ever happened? Yeah, it does happen. Oh, okay. I I've gotten some right. I get most of them wrong. My guests get them right. It just you know, there's there's no there's no preconceived idea of what's supposed to happen in this. If you get okay. it right, kudos to you. Okay. Wait, how many questions are there? Just one. We're just okay. doing one. Um, I will say I got it from like a list of "Are you smarter than a fifth grader?" questions. Oh. They- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I never know them. I never know them. I we're, let's just get into it. Okay. All right. I'm just curious, really quick though, because I am an elementary school teacher. This can like really hurt my ego, I think. But let's hear. It. Let's hear the question. I bet you're going to get it right then. But okay, let's hear it. Okay. Question is, who wrote the national anthem of the United States of America? <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. I have. Not a single clue. Okay, the national anthem. That is that the Star Spangled Banner, right? Is that the same song? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I know this. That's why. Oh man, I, I'm horrible with names. I don't. I'm. You know what's more embarrassing is not the fact that I don't know it, but I think any of my guesses would be more embarrassing than me not knowing. So I'm not even gonna guess. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. Okay. <laughs> and it has like, he has three names. I have a feeling. It's not just like two names. I'm going to look at the answer because I know I don't know it and I've admitted I, I, that. I feel like I can't get this wrong and I need a clue. It has three names though. Correct. I know. I know it. Do you want the first letter of the first it's name? Like probably John or James. It is not. It starts oh. with an F. Franklin? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing out names of men. It oh. is my dog's name, though. Oh, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the best podcast ever. You just like okay. I'm gonna give you two more two more hints. The middle name is my last name. If you know my last name, <laughs> and the last name is pertaining to music in a sense. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want to say like, I don't know. I want to say like James Wilkes Booth who murdered like Abe Lincoln. So I'm like not in the right mindset for this. That That is not it. But the answer (laughs) is Francis Scott Key. Yeah. See, for you, that rang a bell. I saw it in your eyes. It rang a bell. That didn't even ring a bell for me. I'm not lying. Yeah. (laughs) It rang a bell. I'm not kidding. (laughs) That's good. Thank you for that humble. You just made me feel really humble about who I am. But see, that's that's why I like the trivia question, because it is okay to not know things, even – even if you are an elementary school teacher. Yeah. You could learn something from your students. It uh, – it all comes around. And that's the thing. Like, right, my phone's sitting here. I could have cheated. I didn't. So just so everyone knows, <laughs> I truly was just present here and I got it wrong. We got it wrong all on our own. No cheating involved. No cheating. <laughs> okay. So I'd love to hear a little bit of background on how your you and your sister started Girl Powerful and what kind of inspired that. Yeah. Girl Powerful started because – I was working at a private school in Los Angeles and I was just seeing so many girls not have the social and emotional tools to, to thrive in the free time at school. So at lunch or at recess, that's where 
a lot of girls would get confused and also just like start being like not the best versions of themselves. So Sonia actually worked in the music industry and that's a hard industry to be in, especially as a female. So it was kind of toxic for her to stay any longer. And especially like navigating your early 20s is really difficult. So Sonia didn't have the tools yet to to thrive in the music industry and have a thicker skin and, you know, stand up for herself and have that um, just like emotional intelligence kind of. So I started being exposed to social and emotional learning, which is what Girl Powerful's curriculum is based on. And I would start bringing home all these really cool books on it and telling Sonia how like the school counselors were really diving into social and emotional learning. And she was like, this is actually the most cool thing I've ever seen. This is exactly what we needed when we were younger. And so Sonia left the music industry to help me write this curriculum for girls. So we designed a 10-week after-school program, and we ended up selling it to all the schools in LA and even like Santa Monica Malibu Unified School District. We've traveled with our program. This is a book that came out of it. We self-published it. And that's me. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's all our girls in the girl powerful universe. But yeah, the whole point is to spark your personal strength and confidence. And unless people give you those tools to learn how to do that. And then the best thing is like to learn how to keep that, like keep that, joy, keep that confidence, keep that healthy relationship with yourself so you can show up on the playground or show up at work or show up to a family event in a positive way is like what we're all striving to be is like be able to show up, have boundaries, be healthy, um, take risks when we know how, when we can and when it feels safe. Um, that's the kind of stuff we talk to the girls about. So we really designed it based on a need that I, I was personally seeing every single day. All I was doing was like putting out fires of like social issues. So like things that we're a big deal. Like, yeah, you know, like remember when girls would like buy the same backpack as you and not talk to you about it, or it wasn't like an, <laughs> it wasn't an invitation. Yeah. So it's like those kind of things that no one really talks about. We have a space to talk about it and like, sure, maybe it is flattery or maybe it's like other things. So it's just like, we, we dive into what is being a kid and especially a girl, because being a girl, it's, it's difficult and we are brutal out there. It's we're designed differently. Like a lot of people are constantly being like, well, what about the boys? And I'm like, what about the boys? Like I'm a teacher. I'm all for equality. I love everything. I love everybody, but girls really have a different, like we have so many layers to us and our brain can think on different, you know, wavelengths and we can multitask and all these things that the male brain doesn't really do or thrive as well in so we really just have a lot of differences in like our hormones and what our body can and can't produce so of course we like walk through society and walk through the streets differently like it's okay differences are okay but we need to know how to handle them right and not be taken advantage of and not hurt ourselves and like that's really something too is like we designed this because I didn't like what I did to myself in college, right? I didn't like that I had to like work all these crummy jobs in my early 20s just to find out who I was. And like I had these negative experiences with like 
bosses being creepy to me and like all the things that kind of happen. And if I would have had my more power and me and my voice, I would have stood up for myself in a totally different way. And I probably would have, I don't know, there's destiny and then there's like reality. So you don't know, you don't know. Right. And I'm not trying to. Like, yeah. But it would of course help to have those skills ahead of time. And it, it actually blows my mind that this didn't exist prior. I mean, I think about school and the things that we don't learn that would be so beneficial, whether it be better sex education or just like how to file your taxes, just how to navigate life. That's not like, I don't even know the, the bullshit math classes that like I've never used in my entire life. Like, of course I want to have some basic skills of math, but I would have found so much more value in so many other things. And I've never in my memory at least remember like having an idea of i wish i learned how to have better self esteem or navigate those social situations and that's huge and it's i mean 50% well i'm making that up obviously but 50% of your time at school is based off of social interactions and not actual academics and that's what you're learning and i think you should learn so like let's just label it what it is and say this is social human or interaction class <laughs> You know, or this is therapy. Like, where's therapy in class? Free counseling that, you know, it's not about going to college. It's about your feelings. I think kids should have like every instead of, well, not instead of, but in addition to going and getting checked up by a doctor once a year, every six months or whatever you do growing up, you should also go to a therapist and just check in. You don't have to have trauma yet. You don't have to have anything that needs talking about just going to develop those skills of, oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it. This is why I'm reacting this way. And this is how I can better interact with people and myself. It baffles me that we don't do that more. So I'm so thankful for your program. Yeah, thank you. A mental health check-in would that would be so cool. In the beginning of something really really powerful where you said like they could learn like that you're allowed to confide in someone outside of your parents or outside of the home. And actually that is where a child finds self-esteem and positive self-worth is being acknowledged by a, another adult or another person outside of the home that influences them in a positive way. So we need that. That yeah. check-in could be that exactly. Like this is your self-esteem building check-in for the year. I want to tell you, you can do it. And if you are anxious or stressed or da-da-da, here's some tools to navigate it, you know, and, I, and like give your number out. It would change people's lives. So you brought up the fact that Girl Powerful is that girl powerful. It is meant for girls. And I I understand that men and women are created differently. We have different hormones. We have different experiences. But how do you navigate gender identities? And how do you exclude people and tell people, no, you, you can't come if they're struggling and they're having a hard time with their self-esteem? How are you navigating those kind of murky waters? Okay. So that's a good question. And we don't exclude, actually. So if you identify as a female, you identify as a female. And the truth is, back in the day, and I don't like talking about like the very beginning of Girl Powerful because it was called something else and it kind of can confuse like a new person that doesn't know who we are. But we used to hold in-person groups at the beach in LA and a lot of brothers would come like if they had a sister. And then 
if things identify and also like just feel connected to Sonia and I as the teacher and what we're going to give them for the day of activities, like if it's a bracelet making thing or painting or something, maybe a little more feminine, definitely not identified as like, that's only for girls. But like what we provide is something that girls are more into. And there it come, they came. It was so cute. There's a couple brothers that, yeah, were totally in girl powerful. And, and that actually doesn't have anything to do with their gender identity or their sexual preference they were just there and we love them just as much and they're they're the best they're still our friends yeah so it's not it's not about saying like you have to be this gender to value this program it's we recognize that in our society girls are treated a certain way have certain experiences and if that resonates with you no matter what your gender gender identity is please come please feel free to come Here's an example of like what we're talking about. And if you rip this cover off, there's really nothing in here that talks about any gender. Even on mm -hmm. the pages, it doesn't say I am a girl. It's yeah. about change, confidence, power posing, self-love. Those are all universal ideas. Mm -hmm. And then in our art on our affirmation card deck, look at her skin like or mm -hmm. their skin. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be anybody. And there's no face. So you're not putting like a female face on yeah. there or masculine face. It's just a person. So we're very connected with Generation Z and what's going on in the world. And as a mentor, like, hey, I I am a heterosexual female. And that is like how I feel I can lead the best mm -hmm. because I have felt those, those um, things that a heterosexual girl does. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I'm not the best to, to speak to anything else, but I'm very aware of it and so inclusive. And if someone ever wants to, you know, join Girl Powerful that feels connected to the mission, because Girl Powerful means the powers inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that's everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a great outlook on it. And I, I think that could be difficult when you are specifically trying to reach a target audience or demographic who you who you relate to and you know have gone through things and whether you relate to it personally or just because being a teacher seeing the students the girl students in your class going through something but also wanting to not make anyone feel excluded or different or like they they their their issues that they're having with self-esteem don't hold the same weight because they aren't identifying as a girl yeah and also if you like zoom out a little bit and look at like your male friendships or like what you see like with your group of friends guys go with the flow a lot easier right they they say hey man it's over it's all good it's all good and they mean and they mean it we might say that yeah <laughs> but it's not all good you know and so like that's really what we're talking about is like the girls they have we have to peel every layer back and make sure they're totally like gonna move on and let go like of course acknowledge the problem identify it like these are these are how you build your self-esteem there's nothing's ever perfect right so you have to identify the problem you're dealing with if it's about you or if it's about your surroundings and then you have to build a, an idea of how you're gonna um, heal that or grow from that to to just move on and let things go and let things change and let yourself change like i think that's oh my the, gosh yes the craziest thing lately and even like this is an example like what if someone quoted you from three years ago 
Wouldn't that be like horrifying? Probably. <laughs> Absolutely. The bullshit that used to come out of my mouth, just spewing that I'm like, who was that? And I am so thankful for that person because this person who I am today does not exist without the mistakes of past me. Totally. And I love that you said that, allowing people to change. Yeah. I think we don't let that happen in oh, so many aspects of our life, whether, whether it be our identity or our opinions. We are so scared to admit we are wrong or admit we've changed or allow others to change. And it just makes things stagnant. I mean, I hope people change. You have to change. Grow, mm -hmm. people. And then don't, <laughs> don't like judge someone for changing, even if it's someone you didn't, you know, expect to change in the way they did. Like, especially like even with politics, it's like, of course, someone voted in 1985 something different than they believe now. Mm -hmm. Like, I would hope so. There's more information out there. They have grown as a person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So I think we're in a really interesting space because we can dig up research. We can know, like, Cammy did this or didn't do this on her Instagram, like, really far down, <laughs> you know? And then not to cancel people right away, like, have open conversations, realize, like, why did that trigger you about that specific comment or image or something like that? And then you know, hold grace for each other as like humankind. Like, let's not be so like, oh, they're out. They're out. I just exactly. don't like that. And it makes me nervous for the Gen Zers watching. Um, are you a millennial or are you a Gen Zer? You're like, I'm millennial. I'm I'm almost thirty now, so you I'm, are? yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay, 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 good. Good. Yep. Yep. I'm up. I'm in that weird like cusp of time where it's like I remember not having social media, but I also can't imagine my life without it. And it's like the memories I have, I've I've thought since I was like, I don't know, 15, it's gonna be crazy to be a grandma and be like, I remember when because things have changed drastically in just the last 10 years. Yeah, I just I think I've, I've just, here's like a little thing about Gen Z though. Like, so we're on TikTok, Girl Powerful is, and some girl, like, uh, like we were doing a case to five, like phone giveaway thing, right? Yeah. Phone case. And she won. Yay her. And then it took me like two or three days to put it in the mail. She didn't get it right away. Instant, right? So like, that's what we're teaching kids is everything's instant. Like, and that's scary. And she learned this, obviously, from being on TikTok and social media at, a, at an age where she can't understand what's happening. And she wrote on our thing, like, you guys are scammers. I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to unveil the truth. And she's pretty much trying to cancel me. And she's <laughs> 11 and I'm 34. So I'm like, listen, girl, You're like, I like, I'm going to email your mom, number one. <laughs> Have fun with that conversation. And like, let me tell you why it wasn't appropriate that you would write that. And like, mm -hmm. at least I, there was a teachable moment, but I was like, wow, I'm a little nervous for everybody watching all this cancel culture happen and no one talking about why, mm -hmm. when it's appropriate to totally like let someone go and say that person's wrong. And you know, that relationship is toxic. There's totally that, but mm -hmm. like a phone case, we're not canceling brands. We're not you know, don't write that on my thing that I've worked my whole life to build. Because that, that can have some major repercussions as well. People read that. They believe it. Have you ever had that happen? Like someone writes something totally like 
phony to you and you're like, do I leave it on there or do I respond and people can see like where I'm coming from? Yeah, I think I haven't dealt with anything massive and someone like really extremely trying to cancel me and it like gaining any kind of like wind of other people jumping on the bandwagon. But I've definitely had people have perceptions of me that are untrue. And I think it's a really delicate balance of like, what do you give energy to? And what do you just ignore? Because sometimes when you respond to something publicly, that person and maybe five other people saw it. And now you saying it, your whole audience base is now involved. You gave it life. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't really want to fuel the fire, but there are some times I'm, I'm going to talk to people. I used to never call anyone out. I would either delete it and not for my own well-being, but more so for other people. I want my social media to be a safe space for everyone to feel good who can have open conversations. So if people start getting nasty, I just am like, nope, done, not going to have it. But now I will DM people and I'll have a conversation. And I've noticed as soon as you have a one-on-one conversation and someone knows that you're actually paying attention and you're going to respond to them face-to-face or, well, screen-to-screen, they (laughs) shut down really quickly. They do. They do. Wild. I've had people say the nastiest stuff to me and I respond and they go, oh my God, I can't believe you responded. This is so amazing. I love you. I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. The names you just called me, but like you're all of a sudden this like big fan. And I think it, it it's a reflection on them more than it is of you. And I try to have those conversations and be open and stand up for myself a little bit more. But it is hard. And I think we're in a situation where it's the pendulum swinging and we are – we were from one side where no one – called brands out. No one called people out. People got away with whatever the hell they wanted. And that was not right. But now we're too far the other way where we like someone breathes wrong and we're like, no, 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 no. You are canceled. You're the worst person in the world. You're dead to me. And I think we're going to come back the other way the more. And unfortunately, I think it's going to take more people experiencing it. I think we're right. It has to swing back into balance. We're out of balance. It's great that things are being disheveled and brought to the surface, but it doesn't feel good. And like, that's what I'm all about is like, this is too chaotic, right? And I want to feel safe putting out anything from Girl Powerful or even me as my own person and not feel like I'm going to be attacked because I think differently than the person, you know, on the other side of the screen. And, and I, I'm just so about coexisting and understanding that my life's not your life and your life's not my life. And I have empathy for people. And I mean, I do a lot of work to think that way, um, you know, like, so I think it's really important to just be aware of that opinions exist because there's duality in life. There's, there's yin and yang and there's black and white. And that's just how the world exists. If we lived in Pleasantville, that would be so boring. I'm bored out of my mind already because <laughs> we've been locked inside. Like, so imagine if we all just dressed the same and turned into robots and, you know, there wasn't any culture left and all these things that really by a hundred percent getting along all the time, that's what it would look like. <laughs> yeah. We have such like a double edged sword with social media where it's so amazing that we can 
see people from all different walks of life with just a scroll or a click of a button. But at the same time, when you're liking stuff and the algorithm's learning what you like to see and what you don't like to see, then you're only being fed information that pertains to your current opinions. So you're not having this opportunity to learn and grow and have new opinions, which is one of the big reasons why I wanted to start this podcast because I admit that there's things that I don't know. And I got to a point where... My girlfriend and I joke and say that I can be so open-minded, I'm closed-minded, where I stop having empathy for people who are closed-minded and understanding why they're that way. Um, My girlfriend was very religious in high school and college, and I have kind of a sour taste of religion because not even my own personal experience, just stories I've heard from other people that I respect and really look up to. And it made me so close-minded to understanding someone's different point of view that I saw as being wrong or good or bad or any way. And that's just not life. There's, you're the hero to some and you're the villain to many and everyone's opinions, everyone thinks they're doing what is right. Of course, there's some people who are actively trying to do bad, but majority of people are really doing what they think is good. So we just need more empathy. I think everyone, I, I do think on this earth, and this is like deep, deeper com- like comment, I think there's so many layers to what is a reality on planet earth. Like yeah. I think we live in different dimensions and like you and I can connect because we are the same energy that we're putting out, right? And like there's these all these other people that maybe are a little more evil or, you know, not showing up in a 2020 way where there's like, self-reflection and then understanding that hate doesn't go like we're not doing that anymore it's not going to work it's not working in my dimension and I'm just and that is what I will cancel like I won't do that so I think like that's a whole thing is like if someone is so I guess uneducated to use your word um that's who you can cancel when someone will not do the work and they will not put in the time and the brand doesn't acknowledge like they might have taken that piece of art, right? Like that's like such a popular thing that goes on right now is like brands taking like smaller brands ideas. So, and there's no room for that. That's bullshit. Just give them some money and they'll gladly sell it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's just no room for people not willing to become less ignorant or to stop being uneducated. If you're happy being in your little bubble and not wanting to get a little bit uncomfortable to be better to people. I don't I don't have time for that and I don't really respect it. But if you're willing to be self-aware and accept the fact that maybe you don't know everything and that your opinions can change, I have all the patience in the world for you. I will hear you. And that's us, right? Yeah. I will listen even if we voted different or whatever. I will listen. I actually on election night like had dinner with someone that voted differently than me. And I thought, whoa, how big of how big am I? <laughs> sit here and like watch the stats roll in and us being on opposing teams. But you know what? I like that person at the end of the day. And maybe they'll learn <laughs> that was not the right choice, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, to get back into Girl Powerful, I want to talk a little bit about the journal you created because I think that's such an amazing tool. It's great that you have the after-school classes, but obviously that's not accessible for everyone all over the country and all over the world. Can you explain how the journal works a little bit? Yeah, so our journal 
is here again, Girl Powerful Journal. And like, we're just living in a time where luckily we are accessible now because of COVID's Girl Powerful, Girl Powerful has gone online and we are doing virtual classrooms and summits. And it's been like the most epic thing ever for us. So we are still doing our 10 week after school program led by our book. And we're starting new classes in January, actually. And we have reached over 25 states now. And we had a summit on Saturday. And we had a girl from Germany. So it actually, this was a silver lining for us in 2020. And the whole pandemic, we got to do what we wanted to do. And we truly were scared to do it. So we were pushed. It was like one of those moments where it's like, we lost all of our schools, all of our accounts, they all shut down. And we had been there for so many years and spent so much time, like, you know, developing relationships with principals and teachers and parents, and then it just goes away. And we pivoted really quickly. And we actually got a little write up in Forbes about how quick we turned to being on Zoom. And now we're, we're doing Zoom. And I don't know that we're going to go back to in person any anytime soon. That's amazing. I feel like this year, as hard as it was, every I, I don't think I've had a guest on the podcast this last like two months who hasn't had like a, you know, it was rough, but thank God for it because we came out on top and I think everyone was a little bit stuck in their ways in 2019 and yes. prior, yes. whatever that may be, whether that's in your job, in who you're dating, in your views on religion, race, gender, anything. We were all kind of stuck in our ways and 2020 challenged everyone to say, is this right? Am I stuck in the right thing or have I just been too scared to pivot? And it's forced people to pivot. And like you mentioned, even if everything goes back to how it was, would you change Would you change back to how you were? No. And that's amazing. And I think we're all becoming really grateful for this year. And how many more students are you reaching now because of this? I mean, your numbers must have skyrocketed. We did. And it was really amazing. Like in April, we, you know, we were online automatically and a lot of the LA community showed up in our classrooms. But then after that, like first five weeks, we were, we were everywhere. We're, I mean, it's just amazing that we have like some of our biggest homies now are in Maine. And I like, I've never even been to Maine. You know (laughs) what I mean? And just like, I'm looking through my book right now and it's just like, risk taking and dreams are on the same page. Like, and I just think that that's kind of what is going on here, like on a universal level, is that we're all we were all given this opportunity to take a risk, something that we've been wanting to do. And it's to get us to where our dreams are. And like Girl Powerful is better online, because if you're in an underserved community, and you are able to go to a community center or a library, or maybe you're lucky enough to have an iPad or a computer, then you can log on with us. And we actually adopted the Tom's one for one model. So every class that we have a girl that can pay for it, they will pay and they will probably pay a little extra. And they're giving an underserved girl a seat at the table. And that's why Girl Powerful, no one's doing anything like us. And I mean, we we worked our butts off to develop this and be seen by our peers and be seen by the media. And it's just starting to really fall into place finally. And I think being virtual is the only way that that has happened for us. 
Yeah. So it's all a blessing in disguise. So you have a 10-week program. Is that once a week? How does that layout work? And how can people get involved? Is it all live? Can you do the classes after if you're in a different time zone? Right. So for instance, like Sonia teaches different ages than I do and vice versa. And sometimes we teach together. But so I will normally have like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And you're only going to meet once a week though, because everyone's schedules, especially kids, and they're still trying to do like Zoom soccer and do agility stuff and whatever. The whole thing is pretty wild. But Girl Powerful, yeah, we meet once a week. So it will be 10 weeks where you're, we're your mentor and we're just, you know, going through the book. We love to talk about like what's something positive that happened today, what's some good news, and we always try to focus on that. Um, and it's really cool what shows up in those conversations, and and it's been really neat to hear about like what it what it's looked like having your parents home and like relationships with like the working parent, right? Like they get more time with them now. They get to take the dog for a walk after dinner with their dad, and they had never seen their dad before. So there's so many like really good silver linings that have showed up for families and people are eating dinner together again and all that kind of cool old fashioned stuff that really helps you like have a more grounded childhood. But then there's the opposite, right? So we're seeing the underserved girls, they don't have anyone at home because people are still trying to work and put food on the table. And that's why we need to make sure that we don't forget about them. And that's why they're invited to everything we do. If we have sponsors, that's beyond amazing and that's what we need but we let everyone in that fills out our scholarship form that's the right thing to do i love that and yeah that's that's exactly who needs it there's so many people at home right now maybe in toxic environments who don't have a role model or someone to look up to so it's amazing that they can get involved we got a dm from a girl that took our self-care summit last week and she said you know i was really thinking this would be stupid and like I didn't want to do it (laughs) like my teacher made me pretty much and she's like I was so happy and you guys and your guests like made me feel so good about myself that I forgot about everything and I finally felt joy instead of feeling depressed and then she's like can I can I talk to you if something good happens and let you know like how like school is and I was like of course so that's what's so beautiful about social media is like that you are like a DM away from talking to your mentor or someone you look up to. And I I don't know, there's just, there's a lot of beauty in like this calm time where you are at home and you can connect with the kinds of people you want to connect with. Yeah, absolutely. You can seek out those individuals. You don't just have to surround yourself with people you're physically surrounded by. Yeah. Have you like had any like detoxes of like friend groups or anything like that. I feel like that's like a really big thing this year. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, I'm actually like in a relatively big fight with one of my closest friends right now. Um, just about outgrowing each other. You outgrew her. Um, I think this year has shed light of like people's different outlooks on life and what they hold value in. Um, I've had different disputes with people of how they're handling COVID and how much they're caring to be cautious. And I think a lot comes from that because if 
I've been extremely cautious. And then if I have a friend who's not being cautious and I can't see them and they're not putting effort into our friendship, you kind of have to sit back and say, does this friendship serve me? Am I getting what I need out of it? I think a lot of your anyone's 20s is all about that and understanding like who you want in your life and dwindling your circle down. And once you're getting closer to 30s, you realize, oh, I don't I don't need a lot of friends. I need valuable friends. Um, so it's been a lot of that. Quality over quantity. Tammy, super corny, but this is what I say about friends. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And since I lived in LA, quarters are so valuable for laundry. <laughs> it really meant something to me. That is so true. true. And like, you don't need to fill this whole like Hallmark Thanksgiving, like long table with people at a birthday no. party. And like, that's a 20, 20s thing. Yeah, like the 100%. More, the more, the more popular. Yeah, no one wants to be alone. And yeah, I... I'm coming to that realization. I have a really hard time letting people go. And I like, I'm not like a second chances kind of person. I'm like a hundredth chance kind of person. Um, but yeah, therapy is getting me through that and trying to understand when it's right to let go and when you do fight more. And that's a balance I've struggled with my entire life and something I'm really, really learning. But I think with self-esteem, me being more sure in myself and liking myself and valuing myself makes it easier to say, if somebody doesn't like me, that's okay because I like me. Or if I don't enjoy someone, that's for a reason. And that's totally okay. It's nothing personal. I mean, it is personal that our, we don't gel, but it's not saying that you're good or bad. It's just we don't work out with each other and that's totally okay. And I think that's a hard thing to get when you aren't sure in yourself, which is why for so many, I think that comes in your 30s. And luckily with programs like yours, hopefully that'll help people reach that sooner. That'll help so many young kids go, oh, wait, I really like who I am. So that's okay. I don't need this. And I'm not so hurt if someone makes fun of my t-shirt today. Like yeah. you stop worrying about those things, which I think is really key and going to help change the trajectory of a lot of people's lives. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the the first step to a positive self-esteem and a positive relationship with yourself is learning what self-love looks like to you. Okay, so I know those words are thrown around self-care and self-love so much. And Sonia and I always are like, well, what does that mean? Like, is anyone going to explain that, you know, sure, a bubble bath feels good, but that's not going to help you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to really help you. So we like to talk about the real stuff. And the, that's the feelings like you're, you go to therapy, you talk it out, you communicate with these friends, like you are even giving your friend a space to quote, unquote, fight or just discuss what's going on. And I think that communication is the key for everything. And sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear like the negative or what you think about them. But hey, everyone needs to like show up and grow up a little bit and honor the fact that everyone isn't everyone's cup of tea. And like, that's the thing with girl and like girls and like sisterhood is like, I was in a sorority and I was like, I was actually speaking at UCLA and I was speaking to a sorority and I was like, listen, you don't there's 150 girls in here. You aren't going to all get along, but you're going to respect each other because you respect yourself. 
and how you treat yourself is how you're going to respect the girl sitting next to you. And that's what we need to talk about. And that's what we need to work on. We all don't need to be like girl, like girl power. And that's the difference between girl power and girl powerful is like, of course, I want all girls to succeed and be good and be nice to each other. But that's not realistic. But knowing and igniting this fire inside of teenage girls and like beyond is possible. Like, you know, and filling your cup and designing your life to flow and be healthy and be able to connect with like-minded people. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. Find joy in your own life and and develop those self-love tools. And that is like, what are, Cammie, what are two things you like about yourself? Actually, I'm like, (laughs) I mean, like those are simple things that are harder to answer than you'd think because no one ever asks you that. You don't ask yourself that. So why would your friend honor those awesome things about you when you don't give a shit about who you are and you don't even know yet? So those, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And I also feel like people get scared by questions like that because we also are afraid to say that we like ourselves. Like I don't, there's some stigma where it's like, be confident, but not too confident. It's like that you can never get it just right. There is no just right. And yeah, like it's, it's scary to be like, oh my gosh, I have to say what I like about myself. I actually can think about, think of a lot of things I like about myself. Tell me, tell me, tell us. I want to know. I like that I am self-aware and always working to learn more about myself, about others, and that I maybe I'm extremely stubborn, but I think once I break through that, it it helps me grow so much. So I like that I'm able to break through that and I can recognize that I have growth to do, but I still like that. Um, and I like that I'm extremely empathetic. I think other people's emotions and feelings really affect me. And for a long time, that was a negative to me. I thought it was just, it it made me a people pleaser because I was taking on everyone else's emotions. And now I've taken that negative trait and I've turned it into a positive trait by just learning more about myself. So I like those. <laughs> Listen, you just got an A++ because you, number one, were honest and vulnerable and you You said real things. You said things about your personality, your core values, what you want and see in yourself. And you didn't say, I like my hair. Like, so like a lot of people will lean on like the physical and that's okay. That's where they are. But I love that you automatically went to like real things about the person, the human, Cammie, not just like the physical. Because you're talking about the ego, right? I can't be too confident because then everyone's going to think I'm an egomaniac or a narcissist. And those words are you know, we all label like the guy that dumped us a narcissist. And it's like, mm-hmm. maybe you just weren't supposed to be together. <laughs> you know, but he might not be that bad. It just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work, girl. It's okay. It's okay. Talking about uh, being physically comfortable with who you are, I think is another big issue we face. I actually find it easier to talk about things I like about my personality. I'm way more confident in like who I am than my appearance most days. Um, Yeah, I, I don't really know why that is and why that's a lot easier for me. And when we were emailing and we were kind of talking about how there is a video format of the podcast and we were like, yeah, we it's nice to have something to get ready for and feel sure. good. At the beginning of quarantine, I really struggled with that. I thought, I knew that when I got ready, I felt better about myself. But I also kind of felt like, why do I need to feel pretty to feel 
good. Value. You know what I mean? Like that balance was so hard where, yeah, like why is so much of my self-worth in looking good? But then the other half of me was like, because I'm putting in effort and that feels good to care. I don't know. Can you speak on finding that balance of caring about your outward appearance and how other people perceiving you while not overly concerning being concerned with that? Yeah, sure. I I I know it feels good to have your makeup and your hair done. That's just a given, right? So, of course, if you're having a down day, the first thing I would say is like take a shower and practice hygiene and self-care. That goes back to building your confidence and your self-esteem and showing up with your best face forward and and that's okay. But I think that's like you like thinking about it and and dissecting it is really cool that you would just acknowledge that. Like I didn't wear makeup for four months. Like it was just like, I'm not a big makeup person in general. I didn't grow up doing that. I was super sporty and just, it wasn't in me. Um, but I love it. <laughs> and I think that even when we teach the girls about it, sometimes I'm like, maybe we shouldn't talk about makeup. But I was like, but that's part of being feminine and a part of like our identity on this planet. And it's, I would rather someone explain to you like about toxic products and like how to put something on that maybe your mom isn't going to talk to you about, or maybe you don't have access to, you know, adult that's going to sit down and talk to you about your period and like those hygiene things that they need. That's why girls like need people like you talking and putting information out there. That's like attainable and accessible and relatable. And I think that posting random pictures without your makeup, I think it helps a lot of people. And then some people are like, what's the big deal? I don't wear makeup ever. And I think like as a female, like I've always had to deal with this balance of masculine versus feminine. And I'm 5'10", I'm a bigger person. Like, and I've always really cared about my body and like was really gentle with like the words I'd say. And I, I've seen like my friends like, dissect themselves in a mirror and just rip each other apart, rip themselves apart, but then also like talk negatively about their friend. And I was like, no one's allowed to, number one, no one's allowed to talk about people's bodies. That is not acceptable. Don't ever do it. Don't ever write on Instagram. Don't say, don't even say I'm really pretty when I'm like looking a little leaner. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Like, it's like, I don't find value in that. I know I feel better. So all Sorry, that was like a roundabout way of how do you feel, right? So if you feel good hanging out in sweatpants at home, doing work, you know, in sweats and no makeup and a messy bun, then do it. But if you don't, then get dressed. And I think there is a, like a chemical release and like a shift in your mindset when you do get dressed up and you want to show up and do a podcast or, you know, email and be more in a mindset of work. And especially from working from home right now, you kind of have to play these games with yourself to be like, now it's work time. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And getting dressed and putting on clothes. And I mean, I haven't put on like real shoes. That's my problem. <laughs> it's all just like, oh God, me either. <laughs> but yeah, I think it goes back to feelings and, and it's nobody's business, like what you feel, what you look like. And I think that that's the biggest thing. And when you see your friends finally after this pandemic, say something like about their personality or be like, girl, you grew so much during this. Like, I can't believe how successful your podcast is. Not like, 
oh, hi, Cami, I love your hair is brown, more brown. And you know, you're so gorgeous always. Yeah, that's, there's no value in that. And it's like, and how do you know that that's what I feel best as of like having my hair color one way or another? And I think that's, that's where things get blurry and confusing. And I think it pertains back to the whole pendulum swinging where we are trying so hard to kind of like stick it to the man and go against what society has told us. And sometimes it makes us forget what we really want. Like I, I love shaving my legs. I love having no hair on my legs. It's like I'm glad you talked about hair. I think it's important. <laughs> I love like I I love being hairless for myself fully. Like I just think it's so fun to get in bed with no pants on and clean legs and the feeling on clean sheets. It feels amazing. It feels clean. Yeah, and I love that. And it helps with like odor and there's like reasons. It's not just like because men want our legs to be like this. And if that's how you're taking care of yourself, that you're thinking about other people, then we have to start over. And you have to start over and really take a step back because I shave or don't shave for me and for how I feel. And I know, yeah, you just have that little spark in you, that little pep in your step when you when you feel good. And then you look good. And you look good, then you feel good. It's kind of like a whole cycle. Yeah. And when you feel good, you're nicer to other people. Sure. And some people are going to feel good and feel their best when they don't shave. Maybe when they shave it, the stubble hurts their legs or that it's just, it's a waste of their time and they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And they've only been shaving to appease other people. So no one's like, oh my gosh, why are your hairs like, why are your legs hairy and you're wearing shorts? If you're doing it for other people, like you said, that's when it's wrong. It's not what you're doing. It's not wearing or not wearing makeup. It's not shaving or not shaving or getting dressed or not getting dressed. Well, you have to wear clothes out in public, but I mean like sweats or dressing up. It's as long as you're doing it for you. And I had an interesting conversation with my mom the other day and I was having a hard time articulating that to her. We were talking about like somebody dressing more provocative. And I was trying to explain to her that it doesn't matter if they're doing it for them. It's There's the same problem in wearing sweats all the time or wearing a little bra and booty shorts out. It's the same issue if you're doing it for other people. And then there's no issue if you're doing it for yourself. And I think we're getting really wrapped up on that on both sides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And then the judgment, the judgment. Hey, man, let's just realize that she does her and you cheer her on and and vice versa and stop judging people like that's what we've all become is like the biggest like judgment <laughs> like we're like in court every day on our social media we're like wrong right wrong right and like you know like you're just judging and i i always say this in their classes our girls is like judging and it could be judging yourself is the fastest way to feeling isolated and depressed comparing yourself that is the fastest way to feel shitty you know because like if i like it's comparing apples to oranges right like you just can't do it they're both beautiful they're but everything just i don't know i just i can't stand it and i just like really love to emphasize like thinking for yourself knowing who you are putting in that time and finding like the quiet time to journal to read a book to be inspired to call your best friend to like find those quiet, authentic moments where you can actually like hear answers from yourself, from your core, from your gut, from the universe, from your God, 
whatever you're looking for is going to come from inside of you. And you need the quiet time to, to allow those thoughts to come. And I think with all the stuff going on and all the media, social media, entertainment, Netflix and chill all day long, like it's like turn it off and just sit. And that is uncomfortable. That is the worst feeling ever. But try it. Do it for one minute and just see. And then the next day do it for two minutes. Hey, I was lucky enough in 2017, I was the biggest brat. Like I just was getting caught up in stuff that it was very LA, right? And it, it happens to the best of us. But when you're in that city, it's hard to not like want to drive a fancy car or whatever. And it's like, I'm a teacher. That was never really going to happen. But I was like overextending myself for some reason. Yeah. Because I didn't feel good about myself. And I was finding outside validation. And so I was lucky enough. My sister was like, well, you're being, you're not being cool. Like, you know, you hate everybody. No one's good enough for you. You're, you hate your friends. She's like, get out of here. <laughs> so I was lucky enough to go here. to Bali and for 30 days by myself. Super. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I thought it was like just a bikini land from Instagram and <laughs> floating fruit. Okay, everyone alert. Bali is a third world country. Like I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And going back to that silence and sitting with yourself, there wasn't Wi-Fi unless I was in my hotel room or in some of my hotels didn't even have it. I had to sit there and be with Teddy. And that was not the easiest thing. And that that's just where the growth happens is those quiet moments, is those you know, write down honestly in your journal how you're feeling. I feel like a lot of people when they journal, it's like this fantasy world of like, what if someone picks this up and reads it? It's going to be my beautiful, like perfect life. Write that nasty shit down and get it out. And that's called brain dumping when you're working with kids or with anybody. But we love to talk about like letting it out, the negative and the positive. We have to acknowledge the negative so we can move through it and it doesn't get stuck in us and be trauma or be a trigger in the future. So absolutely calm down, sit down and just be, just be. Yeah. You can't, you cannot get through any of your stuff if you don't know yourself. And so many people just, we, we end up being the perception we have of ourself is like this combination of the perception everyone around us has of us instead of that true person. And yeah, of course it's uncomfortable and it's scary, but it's also so rewarding to kind of break down. I, I don't like this about myself. That's okay. I can change that. Or I actually really love this about myself, even though so-and-so doesn't like this bit of me, but I'm not going to lose that of me because I know that it makes me happy. Yeah, But I think that can be really hard for kids today when, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, a lot of adults have trauma with lack of self-esteem their whole life. Do you bring in parents and teachers into these courses a lot of times to make sure that they then have the skills to continue this with their kids, whether in the classroom or at home? Yeah, so that's, that's a really good question. Um, role modeling has to happen. So imagine like you're at home and you know, you're a girl powerful and you feel good about yourself because you're a kid and life is pretty cool. Sometimes if you're a kid, you don't have to worry about money and, you know, relationships and all these things that make life a little more complicated, but you watch your mom every day, like, um, talk negatively to herself in the mirror and you're like, Oh, I'm ugly. I better put on makeup or, 
you know, oh, your dad's coming. I better do this. And you just like, you pick up all these cues of what may or may not be happening in your house. And like, so after school, you're working with this book and you're working with Teddy or Sonia or someone, one of our teachers. But that's why we actually designed this affirmation card deck is because we encourage families to get this and make it part of their day. Make it part of the breakfast conversation. Pull a card and model what, say four things you're grateful for. Like, And so you can see your parents doing the work too and you're normalizing all these really positive feelings and talking about yourself in, in a way that's like, a person that doesn't understand it would say is bragging, but in a, it's just honoring your strengths and then they can get stronger and it can just you be more rooted in who you are. And so we made this for teachers. We made this for families and we made this for that time, like in the car, like, how was your school day? You know how, when you got picked up from school, it was like, how was your day? And you're like, fine. And like, mm-hmm. I have a way better relationship with my mom now, but like on all these podcasts, it sounds like I hate her and I hate that that's how it feels, but it just, it is what it is. I love her so much. But if someone would have asked me like, Hey, Teddy, like, did you like love yourself today? Or was there something cool that your friend did that you were like, Oh yeah, that's why I like being her friend. Like real questions. That's what this can do. It can build your relationship with your family. It can build your relationship with yourself. And these are for every age group. I love that. I'm I'm buying that the second we get off this. I was literally... Oh, that would be so wonderful. I feel like I need those. I was actually talking to somebody recently about um, how I love that there are these new games for kids that are getting people thinking and get conversations going. And I said it would have been so powerful to have at my family had dinner together every night, but it didn't feel, and I love my family like you. I don't want to, like I I sound (laughs) like I'm, I'm saying negative things about my mom or my dad. I love them. They're wonderful. They did the best they could with the tools they had. But if they had this tool instead of, oh, how was your day? And I'm like, yeah, fine. And then I didn't open up about anything. And I didn't, I don't really know how to open up and I'm working in therapy to get through that because I've spent so much of my life shutting out so much and not sharing with so many people around me. If I had this deck of cards at our family dinners and we could pass it around, I think real conversations would have came from it. A lot of trauma wouldn't have needed to happen. So much would be different. And I'm so glad that so many people can get that today. And I hope people take advantage of these tools that you've created because it's just, I, we look past self-esteem so much and we focus on the wrong problems. And if it's kind of like, we just let the foundation be faulty and we try to put on like pretty windows and it's going to fix everything. And it's not, the foundation has to start with us liking ourselves and knowing ourselves and treating ourselves well so we can treat others well. And I love that. The cycle cycle will be a lot prettier. Can I pull a card for you? I would love that. Okay. This is really good. And this is so you, it says, I stand in my power. So you're going to stand up. You could just sit though. Stand up with your hands on your hips in a power pose. Do you know, you know about power posing and taking up space. Just and, like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, like this. And it, it, there's actual testosterone chemicals released from taking up space like that. that oh, you, I did not know that. Oh, if you do this, especially before starting a conversation. Up. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, you... 
are getting testosterone pumped through your body. And there again is another reason men and women are different. They have more testosterone. They have more confidence. So if we want to get in on that and we want to harness all of our masculine energy, we need to practice taking up space, not being meek and mild and crossing our legs and da, 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 da. Anyway, I stand in my power, stand with your hands on your hips in a power pose and say yes 10 times. Each time get louder and more enthusiastic. Ready? Let's go. Okay, I'm going to pull the microphone away a little so I'm not screaming at okay. it. I'm so excited. Okay, 10 times. Yes. Yeah, girl, go. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> I don't know if that was 10, but yeah, that felt amazing. It does feel good. It's silly. It's fun. You're moving energy through your body. And like, these are great things to do with your family, your friends and, and yourself. That's also why there is a mirror on here. It's, it's meant to do with yourself and in the mirror. Like imagine looking at yourself saying yes to yourself yeah. in the morning. I feel like awesome. I feel like ready. I'm like, yeah, I do feel great. It's an icebreaker and it's it's super powerful. And and everything, we, there's 64 cards. And I mean, this is based on our classes like throughout the years. So it's actually really cool because it's like research based with kids and mm-hmm. it, it's just everything. And you'll see, it's pretty powerful. There's writing prompts in there. There's quiet body scan meditations. It's everything that we all know and love and need. Yeah. I love that so much. That is so powerful. I cannot wait to buy my pack and do it. I'm going to ask all my friends a question. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode where I ask some listeners to do it with me as well. Oh my God. Could we do that? Could we have like a community, a community day? Absolutely. I think, you know what, maybe so the day that this podcast episode comes out, I'm going to do a little story on my Instagram and the podcast Instagram. So if you're hearing this on the day it came out, go check it out. I'll also put it on IGTV and we'll just do, you send me a couple of your favorite prompts and I'll do them and I'll encourage other people to do it. Maybe you can do them too. We'll talk about it after, but I think that would be great. Where can people buy the cards, buy the journal, join the program, tell them how they can get involved. Everything, the fastest, quickest way to see everything we do is on Instagram. So that's at Girl Powerful Project. And then our website is girlpowerful.org. And that's where we hang out. I mean, we are on TikTok. We have a bigger following on there. And it's really cool because the girls get to see us directly and talk to us directly. And that's a really big blessing. So we have 18,000 followers on TikTok and hopefully that continues to grow. And that's also Girl Powerful Project. And we're giving out mental health tools there and keeping it happy and positive and and all the things that makes it harder to grow a brand in this society, yeah. <laughs> honestly. So <laughs> come and support us because we're doing yes. we're doing the right thing and we're being um, ourselves. And I think that's the biggest thing you could want from a brand or a mentor or a friend. A hundred percent is the key to life. Okay, last question for you, Teddy. Sure. If there's advice you could give to your younger self, what would it be? I love this question and it's so interesting because it's always ever changing, right? So it's always mm-hmm. like how I feel. I think that I would tell Teddy, yeah, to to not be scared to speak up and just like be like, you deserve like the stage. You deserve to share your answer in class. You deserve to go for it. And, and even if you fail, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. those risks. Like you have to take those risks if you want to succeed. And no one, no one told me that. And I think I would need to hear that. Well, you're doing it now. I'm so proud of you. I Thank love what you. you're doing. Thank Keep you. Keep doing it. Everyone, go check out Teddy and Girl Powerful. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm.